Guys, real quick, two seconds. This podcast is sponsored by 1% Lists Wasatch Front. If you want to learn how to save tens of thousands of dollars on your home sale, hit me up. I got you. Feeling the pressure put, I'm in control. Learning the business, I'm putting the work and I'm ready to go. And if you're scared, don't be. Just listen to Tony. What's going on, guys? Welcome into another episode of the podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me. It's a cold, cold day out here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Snowy, wet. The kind of day that just makes you want to just stay home and watch the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that kind of day. But we're here, and I wanted to talk about an interesting interaction that I had yesterday after teaching a class. So I coach realtors on a regular basis, uh, weekly, and I always try to get as much feedback as I can from my classes. I've found that you know, different people react to different information in different ways, which is not surprising, but I learn from those interactions. And so yesterday I taught a class about the emotional side of real estate and how you know, I feel like once you get into the business, you very quickly learn just how complicated it can be, just how difficult it is to get clients, to get people through the door, to find them the proper house and to have them qualify. And there's just a lot of factors that go into a real estate transaction. And so part of the class was me kind of imploring my students to not be so hard on themselves. And I gave a couple of examples about bullying and how, you know, an exercise that I personally put myself through all the time is to think about what I would do or what I would say if somebody bullied my son, if somebody called my son ugly or said he was dumb or just the typical you know, bully language that we so often unfortunately see. And the answer is I would obviously defend him. I would tell him to all the things that you would probably say as well as a parent or as an uncle or whatever, you would tell that child, to not listen. You would try to build up their self-esteem and you would try to fix the issue so that they don't continue to get bullied at school. And so I made that point of, you know what? Too often I feel like we bully ourselves and we're our worst critics. And there's this negative self-talk that is consistent and it's consistent and it's consistent. And it's that little voice in your head that says you're not good enough, that is always critiquing everything you do. And it can become a bully to some extent. And so what I implored the class was to be a little bit easier on yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Be kinder to yourself and allow yourself to grow, to make mistakes if you need to, and don't crucify yourself because we do that so often. And I honestly feel that a lot of the issues that we have about mental health and about all these other things are in one sense about trauma from when we were children. But at the same time, I think also the negative self-talk is a big factor here. And I wanted to try to get that message across to the class that if you want to be an effective business person, and if you're going to start something new and you're going to try to get yourself out of your comfort zone, then you're going to have to be patient with yourself and be kind to yourself. But the interesting thing was that after the class, 
one of the students came up to me and he said, you know what? I would actually say the reverse. I think that people should be harder on themselves and there should be harder accountability and they should kind of no BS, just do what you got to do type of mentality. And I thought that was a very interesting way to view it because I agree that once you get to a certain level, you do need extreme accountability. And there is not so much uh, wiggle room to not do things or mistakes start to become very costly. Mistakes become very expensive. And so without a doubt, I think there is place for being harder on yourself. But the point that I was trying to make was that when you're starting, because most of these realtors are new realtors. And so they're coming into a space where there are already successful consolidated agents. It's highly competitive. There are loud people like me and others that are out there that already know how to make content and already have systems in place and lead gen. And so they're coming in trying to make a name for themselves and they're competing against some big dogs. And so I loved the counter argument and I wanted to kind of uh, conceptualize that a little bit deeper on the podcast because I feel that it's a natural progression, but I think that you need to start with being kind to yourself. You need to start with not being so hard on yourself. And once you develop the habits, you start to get a little bit of skills and you start to have some success, then in a very natural way, you're going to develop the confidence to be able to squeeze a little bit harder, to be a little bit tougher on yourself. But it's only until you have that solid foundation of confidence, if you will. If you reverse the order of the information, and if you're hard on yourself first, then you're going to get burnt out. You're just going to get burnt out because real estate, like any other industry, again, there are some big players. And if you start comparing yourself or taking a look at everything that you lack, the skills that you still don't have, the Instagram profile that you haven't built, the podcast that you haven't started, it's very easy for people to get down about that. So what I would implore you to do is to be kind to yourself at first. Be kind to yourself while you build those skills, while you build those habits, because there's going to be adjustment periods. You're going to try things and they're not going to work. You're going to have clients that you feel are going to be good clients and then they're not going to close. And so because it is such a, what's the correct word? I don't want to say failure, but it is a industry of high rejection. Right? When you're out and you're prospecting, if you're door knocking, cold calling, and even on social media, there is a certain level of rejection. And even if it's not rejection of failure, because you can get somebody who really wants to buy a house, but they can't. And there's that element as well. And so because it's an industry that has a lot of pitfalls and it has a lot of obstacles to get from point A to point B, point A being just brand new agent to point B, getting somebody through a transaction so that you can actually get paid. There's a lot of steps and there's a lot of moments within that journey where things could go south. And so that's why the point was to cut yourself some slack. Just be nice to yourself. Be a little bit patient. And once you develop those skills and those habits, then you can bring on a more aggressive accountability structure, if you will. And so 
that's kind of the the thing that I love the most about giving these classes because I get to see different perspectives and I get to learn and I get to understand how one concept might work for someone and another concept might not work for somebody else. And there might be someone that loves extreme accountability. And there may, may be others who are a little bit more prone to be hard on themselves. And what I found is that most of us are a little bit more prone to be hard on ourselves and we take it too far. I think that's the problem, that we take it too far. The expectations that we place on ourselves are too high, at least at first. And if we were self-conscious enough to automatically have that kindness and that patience with ourselves from the beginning, then for sure, have extreme accountability. The problem is that when you introduce extreme accountability at the beginning, we haven't built up the confidence and the self-esteem to be able to take the critical feedback and the constructive criticism that comes with extreme accountability. So in my opinion, extreme accountability with harsh uh, critique and with real, very raw uh, constructive criticism comes a little bit further down the line. I agree that it needs to come and you have to have it and it's a part of success, but I think it's once you get a little bit further down the line, once you're a little bit further along in this process. I think at first you have to really be patient with yourself and really tailor those expectations so that you don't end up being your worst bully. And I think that that is important. And so that's one of the reasons why I love this podcast, because I can talk about these things. So whatever business you're in, uh, or if you're not in a business, the only thing I would say is be a little bit kinder to yourself. It doesn't mean just don't give a crap and just do whatever you want, but just be a little bit kinder to yourself as you work. And the operative word there is work. I'd assume you're working. And if you're struggling and if you're failing and if you're making adjustments, it's because you're working. And I'm okay with working. I'm okay with growing. I'm okay with figuring this out. But if you beat yourself up, then you're probably not going to get very far. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. It means so much to me. If you like this podcast, share it, pass it on. Find me on Instagram, underscore Tony V2. Shoot me a DM. Until next time. Thank you.